You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with your hosts, Tim and Gary. Grab a bowl of Lucky Charms, put on your hammer pants, hammer pants, hammer! slip on your power glove, and relive your childhood with a show dedicated to the love of animation. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Disney. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And so much more. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. My hit, my hit. Wow, it's been a long time since we've done this, hasn't it, Gary? <laughs> yeah, sure has. My name is Tim Nadell. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Tim. It's not, my God, seriously, <laughs> this is bad. I can't remember my own Twitter name. <laughs> okay, it is at Saturday Rewind and also at Tim the Tune Man. And I am the aforementioned Gary. You can follow me on Instagram and uh, Twitter at SMRGary. I hope that's right. I'm pretty sure that's right. And that's about it, right? We're not joined by any special guests or anything, are we? Never mind the heavy breathing that you hear now. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Oh, and it's Jacob. <laughs> I don't really do anything on the internet, so don't worry about following me anywhere. <laughs> if you just follow those guys, I'll find it. Okay, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, actually, we didn't plan on even recording the episode until the passing of Stan the Man Lee, which I think has hit pretty much everybody about the same. It's 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 a hard thing to, to go through because I was thinking, man, he's got to be the biggest name in comic book history, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's other people. There's Jack Kirby. There's, there's plenty of other people, but Stan Lee is who I think 99% of us think of when we think of comic books. Yeah, Stanley is the name that you know our our parents know who he is. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, yeah. If we said, you know, Bob Kane or anyone else, not a lot of people are going to know who they are. You, you mean know, Uncle Bobby? You mean that? Yeah, it's like, yeah, Jack Kirby. It's like <laughs> mm, the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but you say Stanley, and it's like, oh yeah, I know him. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 rare to find somebody who doesn't know who that is. Yeah. So, yeah, Stan Lee passed away at the age of 95, born December 28th, 1922, passed away November 12th, 2018. Gary, tell us some, like, when do you, do you remember the first time you remember hearing about Stan Lee? I don't know. It's it's weird because it's almost like a relative or something, you know. I just feel like I've heard that name all my life being inclined uh, towards nerdy things. I'm I'm pretty sure that, X-Men or Spider-Man the Animated Series stick out very early in my mind as far as just seeing his name a lot but Mm -hmm. I I can't remember the exact first time that I became aware of him I think I mean of course I heard his voice and all in the Incredible Hulk Animated Series Spider-Man and Amazing Friends but I don't think I tied it together necessarily to the creator of all of that. You know what I mean? Not right away, at least when I was a kid. So right. I don't remember either. I just remember seeing his name everywhere in the comics that I read. And, and yeah, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. That's probably the first real exposure that I remember mm-hmm. having to him. I, I don't know. I just remember seeing his name in the title cards and such, but that's, yeah. that's about it. What about you, Jacob? Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, you know, I've talked about it before, but growing up, I didn't have a lot of access to comic books. So I, didn't have them myself whenever I would go to friends' houses um, and they would have comics and I would, you know, read it as much as I could then. I just remember seeing his name and like all of their comics. You know, if it wasn't a DC comic, it was Stanley pretty mm-hmm. much. You know, it was basically they had um, Batman comics and Stanley comics. Mm-hmm. All my friends. <laughs> like, that was pretty much it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, I'm with Gary. It's kind of, he's just kind of been somebody who's, always been there and you know it's it's hard to say it's it's bad to say i guess i should say that um we all kind of seen the writing on the wall yeah i was going to mention that um so gary and i were both at the uh stanley la comic-con last october 2017 we 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 saw him there first i heard his voice because he's on he was on stage doing a panel whatnot heard his voice sounded just like stanley but then i saw him and he looked nothing like the Stanley that I've seen on pictures and videos. So I, I knew it was coming, honestly. And and first of all, when, you, when your wife of so many years passes away 
and you retire from the things you love, yep, things are gonna happen, you know? Yeah. I think it's kind of a wonder that he lasted this long giving all the yeah. given all the things that were working against him, yeah. including all the um non specific legal things that happened as well. Yeah, the pneumonia he suffered earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was a fighter. Yeah, man, ninety five years old. I mean, if we can all just live that long. I I don't really want to, honestly. No. But that's that's a pretty good pretty good lifespan right there. Mm-hmm. Especially for a man who did so many amazing. I mean, we would. I don't think comic books would be nearly what they are at all nowadays if it went for Stanley. Even DC, Image Comics. I don't think. Who knows? Comics might not even exist if it went for Stanley. Yeah. I think you mentioned DC and and all the competitors, but I think that the strength of Marvel has always made them be better in a sort of way. See, I mean, look at the DC movies versus Marvel movies. The success that Marvel's had over the past ten years has really pushed DC towards hopefully better things yeah. uh, in the future. Personally, I said it before on the on the show. I have always been a, a DC fan over Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I mean, mainly only because of Superman and Batman. Honestly, if if Superman and Batman didn't exist, I would be 100 percent Marvel. But right, my other, my third favorite comic book as a kid was X Men. Right. Yes. Yeah, I remember watching the animated series, which is probably the show that really got me involved in the X Men. And I remember after every single episode, Saturday morning, my my dad would drive me to local comic book store in Reno. So I was probably 11, 12 when the show was on or something like that. And uh, we'd pick up X-Men Adventures or any X-Men comic I can find at all at the comic store. Then I would go home and read it because I was that that obsessed with X-Men after that show came out. I don't blame you. And and those Adventures comics were super great, whether it was Batman Adventures or yeah. Spider-Man Adventures. Anything based off the animated properties was pretty much what I would pick up and read. Yeah, I mean... I feel like the the X Men cartoon um, was really good about introducing a lot of people that may not be into comics into comics in general because it was such a great cartoon, anyways. And then whenever you found out, oh, there's a whole world, you know, that you can expand from mm-hmm. this. Um, man, that cartoon was just so good. And what's great about that cartoon versus other cartoons featuring comic characters was that it really stuck very true to the comic source right and it was it was a pretty brave show in that it would also do really long story arcs yes season long story arcs yeah yeah seriously i mean morph came back after a whole season of being gone it's weird because as a kid i don't remember that but (laughs) rewatching as an adult i'm like none of these episodes have endings what's going on here no they didn't every single one of them start off the same way previously on x-men i know yeah 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 i think that's like one of the first really one of the first shows I remember doing that to well, where Transformers did that Transformers uh, every now and then G.I. Joe not that often but Transformers did that quite a bit yeah but you gotta remember you're that 80's kid I'm that I 90's kid I, I was know. born in 87 <laughs> so for me you know I didn't I didn't really grow up watching Transformers that's yeah, true you because you would be a great age to remember X-Men right alright so I wanted to get together the three of us and talk about some of our favorite characters that Stan Lee created. This was a tall order. Dude, dude the list really is insane. That oh, is an insane sure. list online of all the characters he has created or co-created, you know, at least. Yeah. So this was really a really tough one. First, I told you guys to keep it a two, but I mean, that I think was physically impossible. <laughs> all right. So Jacob, I'm gonna have you go first. What is your third favorite Stanley creation? Third favorite Stanley creation. Um, I'm, I so it again very difficult. I mean, I agree with you guys. It was very difficult. So with the third one, what I kind of tried to do was I tried to choose one that I remember liking a lot when I was a kid. So like one of the first ones that really pulled me into Stan Lee's universe, if you will, and um, that'd be Hank McCoy. You know, Beast. Yeah, I mm. loved Beast growing up. Um, I, you know, I, there was just something about a guy that looked one way but was completely different like you look at him and you think he's something that he's he's not like he's not a beast he's a, he's a genius you know he's he's a doctor he's super smart um i just i don't know i always i really always liked beast and um i remember 
whenever you know i was little that's like one of the first honestly it's one of the first other than batman i think that's one of the first um comic book characters that really stood out to me i didn't study him or anything like that whenever i was little um i just knew beast is awesome like i really like that guy and there wasn't a whole lot to him as far as you know finding out more about him um other than you know comic books uh cartoons and stuff like that but now you know you can just jump online and get all the information that you want but i feel like you know whenever i kind of whenever you asked me earlier i, I just kind of stepped back for a while and i closed my eyes and i just took myself back to yeah. that house i grew up in that small bedroom that i had the toys that i had and you know what was it that i feel like stuck out to me the most and uh i was to be honest with you, i was kind of surprised that it was beast <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you know he's not really a character that today I'm like, you know, I don't have like beast t-shirts or like posters or anything like that. Um, I'm disappointed now. Yeah, I should, but he, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was about him. It was just, there was really something about him whenever I was growing up that, you know, I, there was more than meets the eye. Um, mm-hmm. him, and, and I always really, really liked that. I liked that. He looked like just a monster. Um, but yet he was a genius. He was, you know, I, I, not to get, you know, uh, philosophical on us, but I grew up very, very poor and um, uh, in a, a pretty hard environment whenever I was growing up. But I always felt like, you know, whenever people would first see me, that's what they, that's all they would see. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, you know, there's more to me than that. I was a funny kid. I, you know, I liked to make jokes. I always thought I was going to grow up and be like a stand up comedian or something. Um, didn't work. But, <laughs> you know, so I always kind of, I don't know. He just always stuck out to me. And again, I lost that love for him, I guess you could say until here recently, but actually until today, you know, I was like, Oh man. Yeah. I forgot like yeah. how much he actually meant to me. So, um, you know, now, unfortunately with, uh, you know, his, his creator passing away, I'm going to start looking into him a little bit more and, um, kind of getting back into it just to kind of reconnect with those feelings that I had never as a kid. Awesome. Mm-hmm. G- Gary, what about you? Okay, so my first pick is also an X-Men character. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you just a little bit of a hint. Go ahead and play that first clip, Tim, see if you can figure out who it is. Was that Iceman? (laughs) Bingo. (laughs) That's exactly right. And I'm talking Iceman from Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And here's a full clip for that. Hey, that was the real Green Goblin. Yeah, and he just took Mona. Yeah! Say, I better change the ice, man, and help you guys get her back. I'll beat you both there! That voice sounds oddly familiar. Doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's Frank Welker playing probably one of the first roles that I've really remember frank welker as yeah and I, i'm not saying that's why I, as a kid like i had an Iceman action figure and the design of the character always really just struck me as cool and i've always enjoyed reading and observing his character in different formats and so it's hard to find a lot of details about this but his first appearance was in uh x-men number one back oh, nice. in september of 1963 and he was created by Stanley and Jack Kirby. Yeah, so, I think I think we need to thank Jack Kirby for a lot of these characters as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the some of the best one, uh, uh, Beast. I mean, that was another one. Mm-hmm. X Men number one. That's where he first appeared. Yep. Jack Kirby, Stanley. Right. And Jack Kirby will show up again on my list later. Yep. Uh, so basically, when Iceman was created, he was essentially a copy of the Human Torch but they just gave him the opposite element for his power. That's the only thing that I could find about Stan Lee's <laughs> talking about the creation of the character. Awesome. And I just thought that was kind of neat. Just seems sort of lazy, but it yeah. also became this very iconic character who's still around to this very day. Nice. So my one of my first picks is another character still around to this day. He first appeared in Journey into Mystery, number 83. Does anybody know who that is? Mm. 1962. Nope. I am talking about Thor. Oh, okay. So the audio clip that I pulled was not from any of the Thor movies, nothing from animation. 
This is one of my favorite things about Thor. Let's see if you guys can guess what movie this is. Thor. Adventures of Babysitting. Sarah. <laughs> Thor, mighty god of thunder. Who is this kid? Uh, you must be Mr. Dawson, right? What do you want? Yeah, Adventures <laughs> of Babysitting, man. First of all, that's a great movie. Absolutely. Yes, it is. <laughs> and that scene with Thor, with what's his, oh, what's the actor's name who, who plays Kingpin now? Uh, King, Kingpin now on uh, Daredevil. What's He's his also name? on Law and Order forever, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name. He's on Jurassic World. Anyways, he was so, like, he's muscular, he's skinny, he's got the Thor hair. And he, mm-hmm. he made a pretty good Thor, I must say. <laughs> no, I agree. I really, I, you know, that's our Thor. Yep. There you go. You can have so, him Thor. That's our Thor. <laughs> we, need those, we need those shirts made up. Journey into Mystery number 83 was his first appearance. And I just looked up online. If you have a 9.8 grade, it's only worth $600,000. So, it's, <laughs> you know, not bad. I might start saving for that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so in 2002, Stanley described Thor's genesis as, um, he, he thought to himself, how do you make someone stronger than the strongest person? So it dawned on him to make him a god instead of a human. So that's pretty much how he really came to be, honestly. He, he sure. thought the uh, old Norse legends were great, and so he just created Thor for the comics, along with Jack Kirby as well. Right. There you go. <laughs> I remember, I think, seeing my first ever Thor comic book and the grocery store, like on the bottom shelf, picked it up, and he just looks so cool. And that's my first Thor comic book ever. And I think it was just a picture of his hammer, honestly, on the <laughs> uh, on the uh, cover. And I just always loved Thor ever since then. I think it's also one of my dad's favorite comic books too. When he was, uh, I guess, a teenager or early twenties. Hmm. Thor was one of those characters that was always in my blind spot. I just never really, I was never really aware until Hemsworth. So. Hmm. Um, it's 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 neat learning more about him. Yeah, he. I actually, as strange as this is, I have more Thor comics than I have anything else in my collection. Oh, wow. I have a bunch of Thor comics. I really do. I really like Thor a lot. Um, he. It was actually a toss up between him and Beast, who I was going to put on this list because. Uh, yeah, I really do like Thor. Um, the reason the Beast won, obviously, is going back to my childhood, wasn't a huge. Actually, Adventures of Babysitting was probably my first yeah. introduction. Thor? It could have been mine too, honestly. It could have been mine too. I really think it was. Um, so then, whenever I seen Thor afterwards, it was I was like, "Oh, cool, yeah, I know who that is." And right. in the movie, she had the like the best like Thor hammer, Thor. Um, what's that headgear called? I don't, does it have an official name? I don't remember. Uh, Thor, Thor helmet. There yes, you go. I was gonna say Thor helmet. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jacob, what's your what's your next pick here? So. These next two, it's kind of hard to decide which is which, so I'm just going to go with this one. Um, so, I'm a big X-Men, X-Men fan. Like, X-Men, I love. Um, always really have. It's it's my favorite Marvel thing. Um, I know a lot of people go straight to Spider-Man, which is fine, but um, I was never that big of a Spider-Man guy. Uh, I was just always about the X-Men. I love X-Men, and X-Men wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for Professor X. So Charles Xavier's is my next uh, go-to, which again, first appeared X-Men number one, mm-hmm. 1963. And that was um, again, Stanley and Jack Kirby, you know, the, the, the two greats, I put those two together and they make history. Yeah. Um, literally, literally made history. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like um, throughout the years um, he's, not changed that much. I know in, in some aspects he has. We won't talk about the Logan movie because that was just kind of sad. But, um, you know, I think Patrick Stewart did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. in the movies. Um, it's almost like he was supposed to be well, <laughs> Professor X. Speaking of, um, you yeah. guys remember Wizard Magazine, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember an issue of Wizard Magazine. I think it was 93. I think it was November or December of 93. They came out with the uh, like dream cast for X Men, and they had Patrick Stewart as Xavier all the nice. way back in '93. Nice. Everybody else, they were kind of. Uh, there's actually a few of them. They had um, Dolph Lundgren for uh, Colossus, which I can I can see that. Sure. Yeah. Um, they had. 
I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I really don't remember everybody. I'll think of it while we're talking. So go continue. No, I mean that's you're the boss. If I know. You talk, I am. We shut up. That's what I we're know. supposed to do, right? That's what Gary told me. <laughs> Gary, like day one, I came came on the show, and Gary said, "Listen, Tim's not here. I'm gonna tell you. If Tim talks, you shut up. Uh, he's very mean whenever the mic are off. So, yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm trying to joke, and I'm still so so upset. Like it's just this is I." I love recording with you guys. This is the worst we've ever re- had to record. It, it, and it shouldn't be like that. Cause it's like the guy gave us so much, but you know, I was Tim. I found out from you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, I hadn't been on, I was actually, I was at work. Uh, me and my boss were sitting down to lunch. We were working on some, some sales stuff and we're sitting down for lunch at five guys. And I was just getting ready to take a bite of my burger. My phone goes off and I look and, I, and you just said, do you want to record? Uh, Stanley episode tonight and then had to cry emoji and I just looked across uh, the table at my boss and I said oh like I knew I knew what it was and I yeah. just went oh and he'd never seen any of the Marvel movies until recently like he mm-hmm. literally just watched because he just had twins uh-huh. so he's up every night he just watched all of them so now he's really into it <laughs> and um, I had to sit back for a second and I, my, I got weepy like I got tears yeah. in my eyes yeah. and, no and that, I don't do that with celebrities. I really don't. There's only been very few celebrities that I've been like, okay, I'm going to cry on this one. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. yeah, there's a handful for me too. There's one more. Gary knows the one I'm thinking of. If, when, when he passes away, I'm going to cry. But we'll talk about that at another point. Yeah. We don't want to, we don't want to discuss sad, more sad stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, um, I don't know. I just always thought Professor X was the guy that, he would be the best mentor. You know, he would yeah. be the best guy to, and again, I, I know I keep getting ridiculous with my childhood and I don't want to make people like feel sorry for me or anything, but my dad wasn't really around. I didn't really have positive role model or anything like that whenever I was really young. So that was our Harry Potter back in the day. You know, yeah, nowadays kids are like, true. oh, I wish I, you know, I would get that letter and find out that I'm going to Hogwarts. And it's like, that's, we wanted Professor X to show up and be like, hey, we know that, you know, you have these powers. You, sh- you should come to this school. So right. I didn't know this until today. Um, did you guys know the X Men are not named after Professor X? Uh, I don't think I knew that. I no. don't. They okay. So it says online. Um, it says in X Men number one, Xavier says something along the line where these mutants possess an extra power. So that's why there's mm. the X. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I never knew I that. Know. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh, Xavier's a great choice and my next pick is kind of just sliding slightly to the left because my pick is his stepbrother. How thoughtful. The professor sent me more mutants to mangle. You, you robbed the bank and left me to get the blame. How could you do this to a fellow mutant? I'm not a mutant, Tinhead. My powers are magical and none of you mutant wimps can handle them. We will see. So that was Juggernaut. And he first appeared in the X-Men number 12, uh, July of 1965, created once again by Stan Lee and Jack Mm -hmm. Kirby. Mm -hmm. That was Rick Bennett in the X-Men animated series in that clip. It's... Again, it was kind of hard to find any real notes about why Stan Lee created him, but... I saw a couple of neat thoughts and I'll just share those real quick. One source suggests that it's possible that the main inspiration for Juggernaut is to provide a juxtaposition for Charles Xavier to show someone who embodies opposite concepts as a character. So both boys were raised together, but one becomes a telepath dedicated Mm -hmm. to helping and advancing the cause of peaceful coexistence between mutants and humans. And the other is the pinnacle of physical strength, but focused on selfish greed and ambition. And I thought, wow, that does pretty yeah. clearly define the two. That makes sense. I like where they're going. And then uh, another person suggests that he was that Stanley simply created him because he wanted a character that could be beat up, basically, and and not take much damage. You know, because it's not exciting whenever the heroes and villains have equal strength. Because yeah. it's one, two, three punches, you're down. Mm-hmm. And so you could just you could have a whole team fighting this one guy, and and and. Sometimes that's a cop-out, but other times it works really well. 
But just in terms of character design, like with Iceman for me and a toy, you know, that that's what I'm finding this comes back to is just like what yeah. characters stick with me with their design <laughs> and the action figure that I had growing up. Yep. So my uh, second choice is probably one of the most famous superheroes of all time. And here he is right here. <laughs> Of course, I am talking about Spider-Man, who Jacob despises. <laughs> whoa, 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 back up. <laughs> You're right. No, just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> Spider-Man, I, I always loved him as a kid. I guess I kind of related to him because I was the kind of outcast nerd, or at least I felt that way. Stan Lee said that he created Spider-Man because the, the uh, demand for teen comic books were really high back then. And so he just wanted to create a, a teen. He thought about calling him Spider-Boy, but he really felt he was more than that and, and wanted to see him progress in the comics as time went on. So he called him Spider-Man, even though he was still kind of a boy when he first created him. He says that he was further inspired by seeing a spider climb up his wall in his office. Hmm. And his first wow. appearance was Amazing Fantasy number 15. And I'm online right now. Can you guess, if you have a 9.8 grade, how much do you think that's worth? $1.2 million. Gary? Uh, uh, $3 million. Ooh, it's it's in the middle. It's, it's $2.3 million. Wow. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, we, we both I'm had in, one of the right numbers in there. I'm in Indiana, so my time's uh, a little <laughs> bit different than your guys'. That makes sense, right? And sure. that how currency sure. works. Yeah, that's that's exactly work, yeah. that's exactly how so. it works. Yeah. And I think they did pretty well in the movies. Uh, of course, Tobey Maguire has been my favorite because oh, it, it feels up. it feels what? <laughs> Are you serious? The the movies, the first the first two movies, well, yeah, were the best. No, no. Look, I'm not even the biggest Spider-Man fan. I love Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong, but like, I'm not like a huge fanboy. And I even know that Tobey Maguire didn't do that good of a job. I'm not saying him in general. I'm saying the the movie series in general has been the best sure, we've seen. But on... you said Tobey Maguire. You said his. I probably name. said Tobey Maguire. Get him away from it. He's probably... the worst. <laughs> I no, Come I can, on. I can, Some I can, people like a forty-year-old Peter Parker. I could, I can agree with that. Yes, he was not the best choice. I'm, I'm not real, even a Tobey Maguire fan. Honestly, kind Good. of gets, gets on my Good. nerves. I do think it's probably. Good. My, I do think it's my favorite role of his, probably because he's playing Spider-Man. But his my favorite role of his is in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas because it's like three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> No, so his his movies were the best we've seen, besides number three, of course, were the best we've seen on film. Okay, oh, I'll I'll give you that. You didn't like the Amazing Spider-Man with the Andrew Garfield? You didn't I, like this? I like parts about it. I don't like um, what's her name. What's her name? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I'm not a huge yeah. Emma Stone fan for for. Don't you Gwen dare! Stacey. Don't you dare talk about my future ex-wife that way. <laughs> but no, see the way that Tim or the way that Jacob feels about the Tobey Maguire movies is the way that I feel about the Andrew Garfield movies. So. I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Okay. My thing is, okay, I feel like they continue to get closer to Spider-Man. First of all, Spider-Man's not a man. He's a boy, so it should have been yeah. Spider-Boy. Anyway, Stanley. sorry, Stanley, but you messed up. <laughs> he's not a man. Not for a while. Later, he becomes a man. Then you could change it. Tobey Maguire had down the um, Peter Parker side of things. I felt like he was a good Peter Parker, not a good Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield was a good Spider-Man, but a horrible Peter Parker. But... Uh, what's his name Tom Holland the yeah, new one yeah, yeah. he's doing pretty good so far I yeah, think I, I like mm-hmm. him but I don't like where they're going with the other characters they're not accurate you know what I mean right but I mean I'm just saying as far as Spider-Man goes because mm-hmm. Spider-Man the thing about him was that Peter Parker was a dork he had not a lot of confidence in himself um, he had a lot of issues but then whenever he eventually put on the suit whenever he became Spider-Man he was super mouthy. He was very cocky. He was hilarious. Like, I don't think people realize how funny, unless you read the comics, you don't realize how funny Spider-Man really was. Like, he was hilarious. Some of the, like, he was Deadpool before Deadpool. Like, he, yeah. like his one-liners are hilarious. And I feel like the, those first Spider-Man movies did not capture that completely. Um, I love Sam Raimi. Don't get me wrong. Sam Raimi is amazing. But I feel like 
that's where they missed the mark there. Now, Andrew Garfield, I feel like he got that right with Spider-Man. Some of the stuff he said in those movies as Spider-Man, I was like, yes. But then whenever it's Peter Parker, I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like the new kid is doing pretty good with playing the character. I still think he's a little too cool as Peter Parker. Tom yeah, a little bit, yeah. yeah. A little bit, yeah. I like how That's excited Hollywood. he is. To me, that feels yeah. more authentic. Authentic, exactly. Than yeah, me too. The other two. But, yes. Okay. Yeah. So before we continue with our our first choice, I guess I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the time that I actually got to talk to Stanley myself personally about fourteen or fifteen years ago. So what year would that be? I, I'm not even good at math right now. Two thousand three. Oh, yeah, that's about right. That's when Audrey was born. So, yeah, that's about right. Um, I reached out to Stanley's people asking for an interview. And, of course, this is way before Saturday Morning Rewind because Saturday Morning Rewind's only been on for almost seven years, which is crazy to think about. So this was yeah. for my old website called Rock Bottom, where I'd interview rock bands, and then I branched out to interview actors as well. And I thought, you know, Stanley's not going to do an interview with me. You know, yeah, sure, I've had some pretty big interviews, I guess, at that point, but he's not going to do it. And then I heard back from his uh, publicist or his assistant or whatever, whoever it was, and said, yep, Stanley would love to do it. Uh, just keep it short. Keep it at about 15 minutes. I was like, of course. I don't mind doing that at all. And so I actually had 15 minutes with Stan, the man, Lee. That's awesome. I mean, he's... He's one of the greats. Um, whenever I started doing podcasts, he was one of the ones that I really wanted to to have a chance to speak with. And unfortunately, I never got to meet him. So I, I found the audio from Andrew. I keep all my interviews, even though they're on those little cassette tapes, you know. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. not digital or anything. And the uh, quality is pretty god-awful because back then I didn't record it for a podcast. I just recorded it to transcribe it to the text and just write about it on the website there. So the audio, and I think it's even worse audio than when I haven't recorded it. I think the tape got corroded or something. So I pulled out about a minute worth of my interview with Stan Lee. And uh, keep in mind, this is 15 years ago. I was fairly new to interviewing. Of course, it was Stan Lee, so I was a little more nervous. So don't make fun of me. <laughs> We're going to. We will. We will. And, of course, my voice is going to be a little different, too. But uh, here is one minute with me and Stan Lee. Out of all the characters you've created over the years, uh, which one would you say is most like you, if any of them? I think I never thought of them. They were all a little bit like me. They have all my most wonderful qualities. <laughs> I have not. They can read Richard's, um, although I'm not as intelligent as him, but he talks too much. He's stuff he is. Maybe read. Okay. What would your superpower be if you if you wanted a superpower? What would you choose? If I had a superpower, mm-hmm. I think immortality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me to keep it short, and that's all I've got. So. Oh, that's great. Why? Thank you. I think okay, thanks so much for your time, idea. Dan. Right. Good luck. All right. Thank Bye. you too. Bye. So there you go. My uh, I guess my thirty seconds with Stanley. It, it, of course, it was longer than that. It was twelve minutes, I think. I just took out that little clip there, and I love his uh, answer with uh, immortality. Yeah, very we timely. All, we all wish that that yeah. was his superpower. So what did you guys think of my interview? Oh, um, <laughs> you know? No, it was it was fine. I mean, for someone, you know, completely new to it, I think you did just fine. Yeah. Based on the 30-second clip I heard, the rest of it was probably <laughs> terrible, though. He did, say I was, he did say I was a good interviewer, though, at the end, because I, kept it, nice, I yeah. kept it short. I feel like you ask the same questions we all want to ask him. Right. Because I'm a fan. Cause I'm, and, that's, yeah. and that's why I do this show here because I, there's, you, you, I don't. You're a fan of me and you want to interview? Yes. No, I don't interview people <laughs> I don't like. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I, I've been offered, I get emails quite a bit actually. Do you mind interviewing my client this and this? And I, I say no because it's not somebody I feel connected to. You know what we should do? <laughs> Side note. <laughs> um, we should have another show called Saturday Morning Scrap Pile and all those people that email <laughs> you and you don't want to interview them, send them to me and Gary and we'll email, we'll interview them but not make it great uh, <laughs> and then we'll use that <laughs> yes, Saturday Morning B-roll, Saturday Morning B-side something uh, 
I already said scrap pile and I like what I said. So <laughs> I feel like you're everything I said that was cool, you're ruining it. With yeah, this. pretty much. So, yeah, so, <laughs> so that was my uh, time with Stan Lee. And then right after my interview, he uh, started following me on Twitter, which uh-huh. was super cool, cool because if you look at his Twitter, he has like 3.5 million, I think, followers, but he only follows 300 people. Wow. wow, you were yeah. one of the 300. I was one of 300, yeah. Of course, it's wow. a different it's a different name now. It was um I guess Rock Bottom or something like that or yeah. Tim Bot Rock Bottom. I don't I don't remember what it even was. So, mm-hmm. when I switched over to Saturday Rewind, he wasn't following me anymore. Oh. I know. Yes. You, you should have messaged him and been like, "Hey, follow my new account." <laughs> He probably have been like, oh, I didn't know I was still following that. Other <laughs> <No. one." laughs> he also sent me a free autograph in the mail after the interview, which my wife actually ruined by spilling coffee on it. Mm. And uh, so she emailed him and told him what happened. And he sent me another one for free. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I got that. Really I got nice. it's still hanging up in my office right now. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. Really cool. Yeah, I had a good time, man. It was a good it was a good 12 minutes with him. So. All right, Jacob, cool. what is your number one pick? I'll give you guys a hint. See if you guys can guess it. First appearance was in Savage Tales, number one, May 1971. Savage Dragon. No, he didn't create Savage Dragon. No. <laughs> Savage Tales. All right, it is Man-Thing. Man Thing. Oh. Yeah, I remember Man Thing. I know. A lot of people probably wouldn't have gone with that. <laughs> um, but, and I know he just, it, he's not one of Stanley's like go to creations. Stanley didn't create him by himself. He, um, him and um, writer Roy Thomas created him together. Um, but it was Stanley's idea that kind of birthed Man Thing. Um, so, uh, Man Thing is, uh, it's, he's a swamp monster. Um, swamp Thing, I think came out two months after man thing was created hmm. so he's not a lot of people say oh man thing's just a rip off from swamp thing and it's like well not really um although i also really love swamp thing i don't know what it is about these swamp monsters that i like but <laughs> there's something about him and i think again it goes back to he's he he was a doctor and um you know there was he was working on some experiments some stuff went wrong and bam he becomes part of the swamp basically you know you look at him and you think he's just some sort of beast but he's not um you know he's he's not just a monster or anything like that so kind of goes keeps going back to (laughs) the same stuff with me for some reason i main thing i just i i thought was super cool and one of the reasons why this was the first marvel comic that i ever bought oh okay i think that's what it comes back to with me i just i thought the cover was awesome it really stuck stuck out stood out to me and you know, it was just, I still have it. I still have the very first one that I bought and I just, I just love it. And I think that was, it was like one of my introductions into really collecting comics. You mm-hmm. know, I bought that with, and then a couple of uh, Batman comics and stuff. And now I have, I don't even know how many, way too many comics. My entire closet's full of them. Not too many for me, too many probably for my wife, but uh, <laughs> you know, it was like the first, that first comic book, visit i'd never been to a comic book store before yeah uh, and you know i kind of acquired comics maybe here and there from friends every now and then but i hadn't really collected and i, I think i've told the story before but when my son was born I'm, I'm not into sports really i don't know how to play sports that well just not really been that guy and i was worried that me and my son wouldn't really have anything to bond over um and yeah when he was one he was a one-year-old and i took him to the comic book store and thought you know maybe this is something that we can we can bond over and and yeah his comics that he reads are like he reads sonic the hedgehog and stuff like that so it's stuff that i'm not really into but hey you know at least we're you know kind of doing the same thing and sometimes we'll go to com get comics together and it's kind of a cool thing but like that's the thing is the man thing was that time that i went with my son it was like the first comic that i got it was the first marvel comic that i got um and uh, it just means a lot to me so i think that's why that's that's my favorite. Makes um, sense. I don't know if it's my favorite character per se. It's just, that was like my favorite comic book because yeah. that that's what got me started in collecting. Awesome, right. Gary. What about you? Um. Well, my next one is I'm not even going to make you guys guess because I went relatively obscure for my last pick as well. 
be afraid. I'm here to help. I am Mysterio, and I am putting Spider-Man on notice. There's no place you'll be able to hide, and nowhere you can run. So I went with Mysterio, uh, particularly the Quentin Beck version, because I guess there's been like four of them now, and that's news to me. But his first appearance was in June of 1964 for The Amazing Spider-Man number 13, created by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko instead of Jack Kirby this time. And uh, in that particular clip, that was from the Spider-Man animated series, and that was Greg Berger providing the voice of Mysterio. And he was also the voice of Kraven the Hunter in that series. So there's not a lot of information out there about Mysterio. I just loved the fact that he was just a clever dude. He wasn't a supervillain. He was a special effects wizard, and he was a stuntman. And he was kind of like Clayface in the old Batman the Animated Series thing, you know? Yeah. Like, he just... He was an actor, and he figured out ways to be clever, although Clayface had powers. But... Isn't he going to be in the next Spider-Man movie? Is that what I heard? He is, yes. And he's being played by Jake Gyllenhaal, and I'm, I have mixed feelings about that. But okay. it's just because I don't think that Jake Gyllenhaal fits the part. Yeah. But then again, I could be wrong. Jake's great, but yeah, I don't think he fits... He's... He's young. I mean, I don't know how old Mysterio is supposed to be, but I was figured much older. Yeah, uh, same here. But I guess I guess he could be any age because he's an actor who, you know, is poorly received yeah. and then realizes that he could use uh, illusions and such to be a supervillain. So I guess that can be any age. Just kind of depends. Uh, and and because I can't couldn't find much about Stan Lee's creation for him, I'm just going to segue this into talk about how much I love Spider-Man as well. Uh, <laughs> no, not really. I just I knew that someone would bring him up, and I meant to say it earlier. But Spider-Man is has been a very important character to me ever since I was a little kid, and he still continues to uh, impress me, although not as much. And the movies don't quite get it right, but that '94 cartoon was just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, it was a great cartoon. So that's my pick. Sweet. Mysterio. Now, for my pick, I really did cheat. I did. <laughs> I I couldn't pick one. I knew it. So you got this. I, I knew you were going to do this too. It's so like here we go. Tim gets four. He gets to pick four. Gary's got all these great clips, and here's Jake. Oh, just this is this is this is no. This so is great. No, I, this is just instead great. of picking, this is why you guys go to Comic Cons and I don't. <laughs> Instead of picking one character, this is what I picked. Previously on X-Men. So I pick all of the uh, original X-Men. Oh, I thought you were picking the previously on X-Men guy. <laughs> that would have been epic. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I just want to say this. I just want to say this. I've never in my life been more mad at Tim Rydell than I am at this moment. It <laughs> is so because, unfair. Well, if you look I at it, if you look at it, they're all from the same comic book origin and everything. So it's X Men. Do you have any one. idea how hard it was? First of all, you just picked two of mine. <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> and I was, I was like, okay, well, who am I gonna? Out of all the X Men, who am I gonna pick? I couldn't do it. I just couldn't and, do it. X Men has always been my favorite Marvel comic book, so I, I really. Okay, I'm going back. I pick all the X Men. Okay, well. there. And I want to, and also Thor, because I couldn't decide <laughs> earlier, and so it's also Thor. So start over, guys. Just Ugh. rewind uh, this Saturday morning, and we're just we're gonna re-record it, and we're just gonna start from top. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Jake Rule. This is Tim Nidell and You're Gary. Listening we're to starting Saturday over. Saturday morning rewind with your host. Tim and Gary. Grab- hey, what's up? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind with your host Tim Nadell, Gary Lane, and Jacob Rubble. Yeah! Sorry. Yeah, X-Men. X-Men. I pick all the X-Men. <laughs> I pick the X-Men and Thor. And then, yep, yeah. X-Men, Thor, man thing. Boom. Well, of course, we're not talking about, you know, Wolverine or Storm. Did he create Storm? Yeah, he had to create Storm, but not in the first issue, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. No, because Storm, I don't, I don't think he did create Storm. I could be, I don't know. But I know he didn't create Gambit or Wolverine or Jubilee. That came much, much later. But Jubilee was, she came in the cartoon, right? Isn't that where she yeah. started? That was her first appearance. Mm-hmm. I thought so, okay. Also, I'm really upset that Wikipedia automatically defaults me to Storms whenever I type in Storm. <laughs> yeah, her first appearance was Giant Size X-Men in oh, yeah. May 1975. Yeah, yeah. So that's after, um, that's that after was, Stanley. 
uh, Len Wein? Wine? Yeah. yeah, I've talked about him on the show before. Carry on, Tim. So yeah, anyways, I'm talking about Professor X. I, I mean, Magneto. Magneto is one of the best villains in comic book history. I think, personally. I, agree. I don't think it's always done properly on screen. I, I guess Fastbender's probably been the best out of yeah. a, a live-action version, at least. Um, I was never a big fan of... of uh, well, McKellen? Yeah. Just just too old. Hey, um, I just want to go back and apologize that I act like I didn't know who the creator of Swamp Thing was. I'm an idiot. Because he also <laughs> created Swamp Thing. So yeah. I basically suck at life. <laughs> so Stan Lee created Swamp Thing as well? No. No. Len no. Oh, yeah, okay. Len Wein. Yeah, okay. Who created Storm, so. Nice. And Wolverine. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. And so Nightcrawler, yeah, Nightcrawler, Colossus. Who, who created Gambit? Probably him. Probably. No, actually, I think. Hold on a second. Before I say it and sound like an idiot, let me look it up. Peebo Bryson. I knew it. Yep, I knew it all along. <laughs> Did it's Claremont? See, okay, yeah, that I, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it and sound like a moron. Right. Nice. Good because so. uh Gambit has always been my favorite of all the X Men. Gambit's so cool. Yeah, I love Gambit. Yeah, he was always I mean not until the cartoons what made him my favorite. Exactly. Which, mine too. And that was like a, one of my favorite interviews that you did. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's one of my favorite ones too. I, I need to visit his house. I don't did I leave that part in the interview where he invites me to his house? I don't, I don't remember. I don't think I did. I think I cut that out because it was a little too personal. But he invites me to his house in Canada. He's only like three or four hours from me uh, in Canada. Well, don't go until I come visit, and then we'll go together. <laughs> well, it's been a couple of years now. I was like, "Who is this?" Yeah, yeah no, 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 bro. You said I could come over. You got, uh, you got, <laughs> you got any eggs in there? <laughs> We're hungry. Yeah, but yeah, that's one of my favorite interviews as well. And it was his first ever podcast too, and first ever talking. To, I think his first ever interview talking about Gambit. So anyways, yep, so that is my pick for number one. Of course, I cheated, and you guys hate me. I don't hate you. I'm sticking with Mysterio. <laughs> no. Oh. I do. I, I hate you. <laughs> so It's really hard to, to pick a favorite. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was impossible. Dude, everybody look on Wikipedia or online. Find out every character that Stanley. I mean, Hundreds. it's... It's, it's ridiculous. Doctor Strange, Iron Man, uh, Hulk, She-Hulk... It, it list goes on and on. It's impossible to choose. It really just comes down to what you loved as a kid. And to me, those are my three favorites as a kid. Marvel side, at least. Mm-hmm. I can agree with yep. that. So I was just thinking, um, what has been your favorite Stanley cameo in a movie? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I was actually watching. Um, I watched a video like montage of all his different um cameos and my favorite one so i my favorite one is from guardians of the galaxy i think two i think so i think that's that's the one where he's telling all the stories of his cameos oh, yeah 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 that's my favorite because he's like and in that time i was a federal uh fedex yeah. delivery man i or forgot something. about that and that's my favorite one because it's hilarious because it's like that's just stanley like yeah. they literally just put stanley in there i love that one but what i thought was really cool and I'd have to go back to make sure, but I'm pretty sure that in Tim's favorite Spider-Man movies with the god-awful Tobey Maguire um, <laughs> and all those cameos. So the I think the first two, Stan Lee was a hero. Like he saved someone. Like yeah, uh, I remember in the second when he saved somebody from the falling debris. I mm-hmm. think the first one he saves a little kid. And then the second one I think he saves a, a woman or maybe that's yeah. back and yeah. flipped. But then in the third one, as Peter Parker's kind of staring at that thing, like Spider-Man's getting the keys of the city or whatever, he walks up and he's like, I guess one man can make a difference. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then he's like, enough said. And he just mm-hmm. walks away. Yeah. Huh. And it was like, oh, dude, Stanley, you get it. You I th- get it, bro. I think my favorite one, I, I, I need to watch that montage video because I probably would come up with a different one. But the one that stands out for me, I believe it was the second Fantastic Four where he plays um, Hugh Hefner. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think it's Iron Man. Was it Iron Man? Yeah, because okay. I'm pretty sure Tony Stark walks by him and he goes, looking good, Hef. That's and, right. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. yeah. He, he turns around. I yeah. was I was thinking it was the uh, wedding. 
on Fantasy Four. But yeah, no, you're right. It was Iron Man. I think that's my favorite one because that was just unexpected. Yeah, well, it's hilarious because it's true. Like they look so yeah. much alike. <laughs> I think my least favorite. I can mention this too. My least favorite was the Incredible Hulk, where he uh, was the one with the drink. And it had the radiation in it, or something like that. It was just. It would have, yeah. It would have been cooler if he would have like hawked out. Yeah, right? that would have been amazing. Which is, which is what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. What about you, Gary? What's your favorite? Oh, I think my favorite Stanley cameo is in Mallrats. Oh, of course. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not thinking dude, of that way, but yeah, call. you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can cheat on that since I cheated on the top three. No, pick. that's so good because that is hilarious. Oh, I'm cheating from here on out after that X-Men. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and that Stanley cameo in Clerks is probably the first time that we get to see Stanley in person as well. Well, yeah, you're probably besides, right. Besides interviews, of course, but us as as a, I guess, preteen in your case, or even kids in your case, I was right. A, I was. I'm, I'm going back. Mallrats is my favorite too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I love him. I think it's Captain America too when he's the uh, janitor and. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man! Yeah. I am so fired. <laughs> I am so getting fired. Yeah. yeah, that was a great clip. Oh yeah. yes. I'm hoping that, okay, I know they announced that he filmed his cameo already for the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. I hope they do more than that. I hope they actually put a little, like, montage in the end credits, like old clips of his interviews, just him talking something, about the yeah. Avengers, something like that. I think that'd be amazing. That yeah, be one of my favorite things about Stanley that he did um, was he said when he was, when he first got started, you know, people would say they go out to dinner with people and people would say, you know, oh, you know, what do you do? And he'd say, I'm a writer. Oh, that's that's great. You know, what do you write? And he'd always be embarrassed. Hmm. Oh, I write comic books, wow. you know, because at the time they were doing Westerns and stuff like that. It was he wasn't really happy. Um, and then, you know, the fact that his wife pushed him to make Fantastic Four. She was like, right. If you're going to quit anyways, you know, why not try writing? what you want write the story you want to write if it doesn't sell who cares you wrote it you know you're you're not going to do this anymore anyways and then he wrote um you know fantastic four and then obviously everything just skyrocketed from there but what i always thought was cool was that he said that when people would ask him what he did he'd say he was a writer and then they would say you know well what do you write he would say comic books and he'd kind of say with a little bit of shame because people look down on it he changed that for people who wanted to write comic books to where because of stan lee now if somebody says what do you do and you you are a a comic book writer and you say oh i write comics people oh my gosh that's amazing that's a dream job i can't believe you have that he Mm -hmm. changed like it's just crazy to think about that. Something that he was ashamed to say. Now people are proud to say because of him. That's really yeah. cool to me. Yeah, that is really cool. All right, guys, we leave you with that. Uh, rest in peace, Stanley. We miss you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks. <laughs>